Good day, everyone. We would like to welcome you to Listen Up. We are here to bring you our thoughts and experiences from a Black man's perspective on life, career, and legacy. I'm your host, Al Neely. And on the other side, we have my man, Tom Cook. Say hello, everybody. Tom? (laughs) How's everybody doing? Okay. So today's topic, we're going to talk about Father's Day. We have Father's Day on the horizon. And we just want to focus on some of the men that have been in our lives, and we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, uh, we need to make sure that you understand that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and positions of any organization that they may represent or be affiliated with. Father's Day was started in 1909 by a woman in the state of Washington. She was trying to honor her father and it's kind of evolved. And I didn't know that. The one thing about Mother's Day, I did know is Mother's Day started in Philadelphia. Uh, It was started by, by someone in Philadelphia. But Father's Day, I had to do a little research and I asked my friends sometimes. And I think it's just something that in the past, fathers don't really focus on. I don't think it's a focus for men as much as it is women. So when I found out this woman started that, I really appreciated that. So let me give you some things that I found out with fatherless homes and fathers not being in homes. If your father is not in the home, there tends to be, that's obvious, your poverty rate is higher. So that okay. that one's pretty obvious. Sure. But also the drug and alcohol risk tends to go up when your father's not in the home. There's tends to be more physical and mental health issues when the father's not in the home. But when you have both parents there, those conditions are lessened. Uh, the educational achievement is much higher when the father's in the home. And of course, crime and delinquency, that type of behavior is less likely okay. to take place. And then, of course, the last one that we're constantly dealing with is sexual activity and teen pregnancy. It's much higher when the father is not in the house. We better get some fathers in the home. Yes. Right? Yes. Give me an idea. What was your relationship, Thomas? You know what? Before we start there, tell me what does Father's Day mean to you? Father's Day means at this juncture, just an appreciation and an honor to have participated I can only speak directly. I'm a late bloomer and I come from late bloomers, meaning my dad was 50 years old when I was uh, born. My mom was 42 years old, but they tell me or told me that I was not a mistake. Okay. That was affirming. But then uh, fast forward and I didn't father my first child until I was 39 years old. And I can't say that she is one of the loves of my life. And that's to Bethany Janae Cook. So I feel honored. How about that? To be her father relative to the type of young lady and to young adult she has become. I see. One of the things I believe is that when the father is present, it challenges us to do better. It challenges us to grow. And I talk with some of my closest friends all the time. And then I'm lucky enough to have some friends that have families and their families are, they're prosperous. One of my closest friends that I tend to hang out with, I happen to have a relationship with his son. I consider him my nephew. But one of the things that you see is his father challenges him. And when there's a challenge, 
he handles it in a way where, okay, there's a learning experience for all of you guys. I'm not here to beat you up, but what I'm here to do is to give you an option to solving your issues and not focusing on so much as to what you cannot do, but learning that that frustration is common and you can take that frustration and you can use it in a positive way. And him and I will sit down and we have conversations about Father's Day and he'll joke. He'll be like, yay, they bought me a tie with the money that I gave them. And, <laughs> you know, they're they're taking me out today. I would be cool if just me and you could go fishing and I could turn off the phone, you know? So, right. <laughs> but he loves his family. He loves his kids. And I think when you have that coming across as a father... And you do have fathers like that. Not everybody is perfect. But when you do highlight that particular person on that particular day, it lets them know that they are appreciated. And I think that's where I'm going with it. Okay. okay. Just the mere fact that, you know, hey, dad, here's a card. You know what? I know this is your money, but I still want to, you know, take you out, <laughs> hang out with you. <laughs> You know. Don't go buying yourself a purse on Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, That's yeah. cool. I've seen this wrench I always wanted. So you want to buy it for me or you want me to just go get it, you know? <laughs> right, pretty much. Yeah. I'm going to agree. And let me just say that one of the most under-celebrated <laughs> holidays in the season has to be Father's Day. We pale in comparison to Mother's Day. Let's just be candid about oh, that. Yeah. This year, I actually started the campaign. I, I said, hey, listen, I'm not doing anything Father's Day. How about that? <laughs> I'm available. Yeah. If anybody, including folk that I'm not the husband and father of, wants to take me out somewhere, I sent out pretty much hashtag fathers would like to be taken out too. <laughs> on Father's Day. Yes. So, you know, yeah. now mind you, I am ecstatic with a hug and a kiss from my wife and daughter. Let me tell you, the problem is they know that. <laughs> so that's what they, you get. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, you know, I, yes, I am pretty uh, hard to buy for. You can't just buy me a tie. Uh, I'm in the fashion industry by trade, but I will accept a great meal. I will accept some very, citrus, manly, and worldly cologne. Uh, <laughs> let's just be candid about that. But more than that, the honor of their presence uh, to this stage of, of my life is enough because they're wonderful people. Gotcha. So what was your relationship like with your father? I want to say I and my father, we didn't really have a full-blown relationship until I became a young man. And and I say that because, mind you, my father was 50 years older than me, which means when I was 10, he was 60. When I was 15, he was 65. So he was pretty much retired by that time. And I think when you know better, you do better. And I believe that's a, a, a quote from Maya Angelou. My father's love more prosperously would be that, hey, I put a roof over your head doesn't mean that he didn't love me. It just meant that he didn't necessarily, I don't remember him communicating to me to that end, nor was he out throwing a baseball with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, what I did get more from my dad was how he loved my mother. Now, that was an expression that was very indelible 
to me in today's time. And I know that I'm extremely expressive about how I feel about my wife. So I'm encouraged by my dad in ways of his earnestness, of his hard working. He would get up, that I remember, he would get up three in the morning to go to work. He worked for the Naval Supply Depot and how he loved his family. Now, as I became older, I paid more attention to certain things and I was able to express to him relative to how I felt about him. And I also could acknowledge his warmth was that of just being steadfast. And and one tag that he would always say that stays with me today is when all of his kids were there, I have two elder siblings, older siblings. When we were all in his home, he actually would ask us, is everybody all right? Then he actually would go to bed because he felt comfortable that we were safe. So it's very interesting how you can make an indelible impression just by being in the home, one of security, one of not only financial security, best of of his ability, but one of stability. The fact that he stayed with my mom, they were married for 55 plus years. So those are things that I'm sure I took, you know, homage of and took a page out of within my own love relationships. Gotcha. Lots of times I'll go back and think about my relationships with my father and some of the life lessons And what I do is I tend to channel those things. Like I'll go through certain periods of time in my life and I just find myself channeling, you know, some of the lessons that I've been taught from my father. I think one of the things that took place during the pandemic is working on my house. And that's definitely something I got from my dad. My father, he had the ability to work on a house while he built one of our houses, so to speak. So he could work on a car. He had those abilities to do that. We had a garden or a farm where we were in New Jersey. And one of my first experiences is learning how to drive from him allowing me to drive our family tractor, right? So I have people laugh at me all the time. Like, oh, you're from the city. You can't do anything. I'm like, I got a little bit of country in me. That's because of my father. My father is from North Carolina. And, you know, they just move to the North for better opportunity. But I would say my relationship with him definitely affects a lot of the way I see things. Now, one of the things in terms of how to position myself with work and my family. Now, one of the things that I took place was my father was my mother were divorced when I was eight years old. So my father wasn't in the home all the time. But when we got to a certain point, what wound up happening was we did come together. I realized at that point in time that I was able to sit down and talk with him. And I think as you get older, wisdom comes, you know, and once you develop that ability to reflect on positive things and the negative things and then communicate them where it presented the opportunity for you to grow as a person is when you hit another level of communication. And then that's where we were towards the end of his life. I appreciate those moments so much. You know, divorce is a terrible thing. (laughs) And being in the household with one parent is a challenge, but I'm thankful that I was able to develop that ability to be a little less emotional and reactive. 
And I think that had a lot to do with my father as well. So let me ask ask you a question. What was the critical age or stage of when you say you could best communicate with your father? I believe I was in college at that time. Okay. Life had taught him some severe lessons and he was able to sit down and listen and then reflect and go, you know, Al, I just thought those things were the things that you do. And as I see now that it wasn't, it was a period of, I would say from that point on, from when I was in college until um, he passed. Okay. All right. That's good. You, so you had many years. You had many years, I assume. Did he die at a, a senior age or would you say it was untimely? No, it was, um, he was in his early sixties. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When did your father pass? He was actually in his late eighties. See, that's a blessing right there. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. now mind you, the sad part, I'm saying this chronologically, he had me at 50. You understand what I mean? Right. So in critical years, there were times that I wish I would have had a more intimate relationship conversation. And it wasn't negative. It was just whom he was. He wasn't as communicable to me as a parent. What do you think was mm -hmm. the the reason for that? Was it because of his ability to communicate or the age difference or was he, you know, what was the purpose of that? I think the age difference, not being, now mind you, it was almost a a full, he would have been the equivalent of a grandparent. Do you know what I mean? You have to, when you think that, you know, especially back then, most would have probably married, had children at 25, 27, maybe 30. Do you know what I mean? And he was- They would have all of them by 30. I'm just saying, exactly. So (laughs) he, he was 50 years old. So things that were happening to me were like foreign to him. Do you know what I mean? Right. From the music to the way, I guess, the actions of girls, you know, even in that capacity. We actually probably, I don't know if you did, I started seeing a more progressive and contemporary girl, you know what I mean, in my late teens. Do you understand what I mean? Right. They would be the ones conversing, you know, if you know what I'm trying to say. The girls trying to talk to you, (laughs) you understand what I mean? It wasn't so much as... It's just different. And we probably caught the beginning, I guess, of single parenthood. Do you understand what I mean? Right. So even having a dad made you a little unique in the house. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So I just think that he probably couldn't relate. And certainly his, by the time I'm coming home from school and, and out playing, he's almost ready to for bed because he's getting up at three in the morning. <laughs> So it was probably, it was a little bit of everything. It's just pretty unique. Right. Pretty unique. Yeah. Hmm. Describe your relationship with your daughter. Early on, it was distant. And and I say that only because I was going through a divorce, okay, or separation. And because of such, I really didn't have the opportunity to spend time with my daughter backslash our daughter at the time, because certain that my former had missed feelings about our departure, you know, or my departure. And as hard as I tried early on, I was being thwarted. So it wasn't until she was probably a teenager that we kind of reconnected. Okay. Now, today it is phenomenal. Uh, we have a phenomenal uh, rapport. She would definitely be categorized as a daddy's girl. 
And we still do things together, even though she's a freshman in college. And I'm proud to say that. I'm gotcha. her sponsor, investor, and, and father all at the same time, and manager, because she's an illustrator. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how would she characterize you for real? I want to assume she would say, I'm a doting dad. Okay. Because they're all different in their own different ways and their perceptions of you. So I just wonder who would say you were a doting dad. If she were to be on the survey, I'm sure uh, she would say he's level 10 dad. He's there. uh, He's interested. He's affirming and adds security as well. Yeah. She better. (laughs) And yes, what do you think? What effect does that have on the child? I'm going to lead into one of our future uh, episodes. So what effect? Oh, uh, you mean with me? Being yeah, just the progression oh, of the just the progression of breakup, um, uh, the uh, divorce, and then now. That's a great point. And I'm glad you're leading into this. I think that there is a pivotal moment where you, meaning the parent outside of the home, okay, trying to establish a relationship with the child and not the mother so to speak. Right. I think that there is a pivotal moment where you almost feel it easier to give up. You know what I mean? Because because of the shame factor, because you're the person that left or the misfortune of not being able to spend quality time with your child. And I chose the latter, I guess, if, if I'm saying this correctly. I chose after being separated for almost three years, meaning not seeing her, our daughter, for lengthy periods of time, like months in between, I decided to fight. So I fought for custody, Mm -hmm. 50-50 custody, so to speak. But I pretty much allowed it to be 70-30 or 60-40, because at that time, I really thought that my former needed the company and the support of our daughter, meaning affirmation, a little more than I did. Gotcha. So it is a terrible, one of the most anxiety times of my life to be away from, but it taught me a lesson not to judge another man's scenario uh, because one woman's deadbeat dad is another society's dad that has been cast aside. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely Um, agree. And we'll get further into it in another episode pertaining to that. Right. Uh, Life after divorce, so to speak. How is fatherhood? Right. Can't wait for that episode with a special guest. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think what can be said is a father's presence Uh, with life lessons and acknowledgement with a positive direction is a major factor in the progression of the family unit and the development of the child. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, folks, uh, we'd like to thank you. That's Tom Cook and I'm Al Neely. And thanks for following us here on Listen Up. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at listenupforyou. And you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And we just want to wish you a fantastic week. And we'll see you next time. Uh, Listen up.